What up, Pod Squad? Welcome back to another edition of the Victorious POD. We are coming at you one day later on a Wednesday night here, just trying to stretch out our excitement of this championship week as long as we can. We are going to be talking a bunch of different things between playoff frustrations, teams that are in the championships, um, some big reactions from week 16, and we're going to get into a a uh, little bit of a, an embarrassing, egregious movies never have I ever seen draft. But <laughs> before we get into that, um, I will toss it to my lovely co-host, Tyler. What is up? What's up, Jack Rue? We're, uh, we're, we're doing good. I'm, uh, I'm doing, the, doing the single dad life here for, for a couple of days. Wife's, oh. wife's out of town. She flew back to, uh, to Minnesota. She for finally came to her stuff. senses. Yeah, and the uh, first thing she did was uh, was send me a snap and walking through like slush and ice, and she goes, "I hate this." <laughs> I'm like, "You're right." It was uh, it was like 46 here today, and it's supposed to be like I think it's supposed to get New Year's Day. It's supposed to get up to 71 down here. So I'm like, "All right, that's uh, now I remember why we moved down here." So doing the doing the single dad with two kids here, so super duper fun. And uh, for those that uh, think I'm being facetious, you're right. It is not fun at all. They are a lot. <laughs> nice. You guys got any big plans while uh, mom's gone out of town? Um, yeah, we're gonna see how many how many ways I can have no rules so the kids just do whatever they want. And uh, no, um, truly, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to see if we can keep them in the house so I don't have to travel or go anywhere or do anything because it's hard enough to keep them to keep them occupied here in the house. I'm not gonna take a five month old and then a three year old out running to the playground so. No, not a whole lot of plans. We'll probably just chill, and uh, Easton's still going to daycare and things like that. So, a um, mm-hmm. couple rest days here going into the new year. Nothing wrong with that. Nice. The dad life thing sounds fun. I should try that sometime. Yeah, I I would uh, I would highly highly recommend it. There's a there's a nice big steep learning curve, and when I mean steep, I mean steep. So have fun. <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 certainly a learn as you go. There's no manual. At some point, you just have a baby, and they say okay, you guys can go home now. And you're like, oh, shit, we have a kid now. What do we actually do? Oh, you, you don't paint a very enticing picture, let me just no. tell you. <clears throat> it's, it's fun. They're super cute. They're super adorable. And especially as uh, they get into, like, I would say probably about three months, three, four months, because really then they, they start getting their own personality. So that's what's really fun when you start to see that develop. Um but sometimes the newborn phase is definitely tough. Just as you get acclimated, it's just a different lifestyle, obviously. Um, and just getting used to it. But then once they start getting their own personality and starting their giggles and laughs and recognizing their name as you as you talk to them, then it's super duper fun. Wow, that's a much better way to paint the picture. That that you brought go. it home. So since you said it, I guess I'll try. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well. For those of you that haven't heard before, um, all of our different ways to find us, YouTube, you can subscribe to our channel, increase our 103 subscribers, not to brag. Um, hey, our handle, you can find us anywhere by Googling youtube.com slash at the victorious POD. As you can tell by finding this episode likely on Spotify, we are audio only for main episodes, but we do some uh, fun weekly short videos and just different stuff when we're bored um, on YouTube. So go and check that out. Eventually we're hoping in the off season to start uh Length episodes there too, so stay tuned. Um, Monday night football. I usually try to do some Mihaf Mondays. I did not, surprisingly, with uh, crazy Christmas weekend. I did not post one this past mm-hmm. weekend, but uh, we were up to thirteen and four on Monday night football in the season, just picking the games. So not too shabby. Shocker, shocker that the Chargers beat the terrible hapless Colts, but trying to keep that going. So pretty, pretty good on the season here. 
um, podcasting primarily out of Anchor. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that. I mentioned Spotify is where you're going to mainly find our uh, full-length episodes, and then you can reach us on the socials, Instagram and Twitter as well. So that's enough of that. Moving into the NFL news side, uh, we got the Vikings week 16 reaction. I will let Tyler kind of paint the picture on this one. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was, it was a fun one. It was, uh, one of those ones kind of like we talk about every week that we're like, Hey, we had to come back or we felt like we were just like trying to fight back the entire time. And this one didn't really feel like that. I, I felt like we played really well. I never really felt as crazy. It sounds, I never really felt like we were going to lose. I don't know how that's possible <laughs> with, with how it, ex- how the, how it, uh, how it finished with a 61 yard boot to uh, to take the W from Greg the leg, so that was that was awesome. I don't know; it, it just felt like a well played game, offensively, mm-hmm. defensively. I mean, granted, it's 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 obviously the Giants, so we wanted to probably feel like we played a little bit better, or at least win by more than one score. But that's not how we do things. But a win is a win; we'll take it, and uh, and we're that much closer to solidifying the two seed. And we obviously saw the Eagles slip up as well, so need uh, obviously them to slip up two more times not very likely uh but we still have an outside shot at that one seed now so that was fun yeah i think the biggest thing for me too is anytime you see a team have like a crazy emotional like exciting nail-biting win like we did with the colts come back a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago usually you kind of see there's some like emotional letdown or just like a the next week and so the fact that we didn't do that yeah we didn't come firing out of the gate all game long but the fact that we didn't let up and we pulled out another win is, is pretty solid here so um i said this like five or six weeks ago joking of whether we would win a game by more than eight points before we lost another game we've only got two weeks left yeah. in the season and i genuinely don't know if that's going to happen as crazy as that sounds like i don't think we're going to win by more than eight through from here on out so um, yeah, i don't think so yeah i don't think so we, it's, uh, we it's certainly going to play one score now. games which is crazy. Yeah, we have the record for the most wins by a score in NFL history with 11 out of our 12 yeah. wins. So, I mean, <laughs> other than that first week against the Packers, we just don't know how to not keep it close. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely insane. But, hey, we'll take it. I mean, sometimes it's, say it's better to be lucky than good. We've certainly had a lot of that on our side. And uh, that, as long as we can keep that going now through the playoffs, I will take it. Whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it takes to actually win. Quick shout-outs to some of our stars of the day. Kirk, another really solid performance, several weeks in a row of just slinging the rock. Uh, 299, so almost 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, and no picks. No big deal. Uh, One of those three touchdowns, no surprise, went to Justin Jefferson, who had 12 catches for 133 yards on the day. But the other two went to TJ Hawkinson, which I think this is a more impressive line to me. The 13 for 109 and two, especially with that insane touchdown grab. Like, that, Mm -hmm. he, he was the difference maker by far this week, so... Really cool to see him just continue to dominate and being like solidifying as one of kind of the elite tight ends, even more so I feel like than he was in Detroit. It's it's cool to see. And then Delvin Cook, we talk about it every week. It's 14 for 64, no touchdowns. He really didn't do much in the receiving game. I think he had like three catches for like 15 yards. So kind of this has been what it's been every week this season, except for a couple of big blowups, which is just like like he's fine, but it's not the elite right. Delvin Cook that we've been used to, especially not in the receiving game. I've been banging the drum on that all year that we're not doing more more screens because you know that's what he excels at so kind of yeah, weird i don't know if he's just declining or what but yeah i don't know i, I just it, it feels like and, and i'd have to go back and look at it because i like all those little advanced stats but uh uh dot is one that they look at so average depth of target i feel like jj is getting a lot of those he's getting a lot of those kind of quick screen line of scrimmage type passes mm-hmm. 
that I feel like those little swing screens and slip screens and whatnot were going to Dalvin in previous years. And I feel like he, I feel like JJ is just getting a lot of those quick targets um, compared to obviously three, four years ago. So again, that's completely arbitrary and, and I've done no research on that at all. It just feels like he's getting so many of those and, um, and, and Cook's just getting less in that passing game. We're running less screens. Are we are having our offensive line truly pass block rather than chip and try to do screens and whatnot because they tend to not work for us for whatever reason, and we we lose six seven yards on those. So again, that's my total guess is that he's just getting more of those those short range passes that potentially were previous swing passes or checkdowns to Dalvin. Yeah, it makes sense. It's you know it's nice still having him kind of in our arsenal and hopefully like using him when we need him but yeah it's, it's weird to see kind of just like the switch of cook was you know not the only star in our offense but he was like a leading force a top five running back and now it's just kind of hasn't happened so maybe we're saving it for the playoffs i don't know but um it moving is. into the final two weeks of the season i said this like five six weeks ago that i was like <laughs> the packers are just hanging around and i swear to god week 17 we're gonna face them and it's gonna depend on them making the playoffs or not with a chance to probably face us in the first round so I, how are you feeling about uh, this coming week here in, in Lambeau? Oh, man. I don't know. It, uh, it doesn't feel great uh, for any true Vikings fan. You should know that. Let's put it this way. The Packers are favored by fucking three, <laughs> by an entire, which means on a neutral site, this would be a pick And we kicked the fuck out of them when we played them. Granted, week one, blah, blah, blah. The Packers are firing on all cylinders, and we know the Vikings can show up or not show up or at least make the game freaking heart-wrenching. So do I feel great going into this week with giving them the opportunity to potentially make the playoffs? Not even a little bit. Would I be surprised if we lose this game? 100% not in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I'm feeling. But the fact of being at Lambeau, I'm very, very nervous for, and this is going to get like super conspiracy and it's going to sound super yeah. homer of me. So I get any non-Vikings fan is just going to be going like, whatever, ignore it. But I'm very, mm-hmm. very worried for the refs to impact this game. And it, I, yeah. I mainly say that in Lambeau, but also especially, I think the NFL realizes that uh, Rodgers is good for their ratings in the playoffs and the idea of him missing the sure. playoffs is not great. So I call it, you know, a, a Debbie Downer feeling or just like getting my tinfoil hat on. But I feel like this week we are going to be sitting here next week saying the game was decided by like one clear bad call and I'm scared. Yeah, so I can see that. That's how I feel. Yeah. Not worried about Chicago. I, I, yeah, as as they should and green bay granted green, green bay still needs uh still needs some help as well so it'll be it'll be interesting for sure but again i would not be surprised if we do not take it down you can tell just the fear and tension in our voices that we're lifelong yeah. vikings fans this is what the team does to us so uh 100 <laughs> again Yep. Only in a season where we're like that pushing was... as the number two seed and twelve wins could we possibly well, do like that. what? Yeah, we're yeah we're, we're nervous. Yeah. All right, enough of the pessimism. Uh, we're gonna move into the NFL pick'em <laughs> side of things. So I'll run into our week sixteen results, and uh, then Tyler can kind of recap us for the second to last week of the season. So uh, I somehow saved Buffalo for all this time. So I went with them over Ew. Chicago. It was close. So it didn't make it me was. feel great, but I got the win. I'm up to 11. Uh, Tyler picked the Bengals over the Patriots. Uh, ended up also being pretty close, but he oh, got, man, got yeah. the win up to 14. Foster went with the hometown Vikes over the Giants. He's up to six and eight. Uh, Nick got the Bucks over Arizona, correct? So he's at 12 wins. 
Glick incorrect with the Raiders. I thought they would take down Pittsburgh too, but not to be. So he's down to eight wins. Uh, Joe did not get uh, Miami over Green Bay correctly, but he kind of did the hedge your bet as a Packers fan thing. So it worked for him. He drops down to 10 and four. Uh, Connor went with Baltimore over Atlanta. So he got that correct and is up to 10 and four. And Nate with the what is eighth different pick of the week. We all had somebody different. Uh, he went with Tennessee over Houston and Houston did it again. So they won and Nate drops down to nine and five. Crazy, crazy. What a fun week. It was, it was awesome to yeah. get um, pretty much everybody with the different picks. Or actually everybody had different picks. Um, uh-huh. not, to get this, not the case this week. Again, obviously hard to do as you get into – uh, the later weeks, usually pretty much all the good teams have been taken. But going into week 17, and uh, I don't think your boy can be caught with the two weeks left. So no. if nothing else, at worst, I can I can tie. Cause tie next yeah. Got, yeah, 12 and 2, so I, could, I guess I could go 14 and 3. And yeah, but uh, I will take it. I will take at least a share of the of the crown. Um, going into week 17 here, impressive, Jack. Still haven't still hadn't used the, the Eagles, which is, I mean, less awesome now with maybe potentially Gardner Mitchell's to the Hurts, but um, taking Philly over New Orleans. I am uh, myself and Nick and Joe, we're all going to take um, the Lions over Chicago. Kind of makes me nervous about that one. I don't know why. Uh-huh. It just does. Divisional game. It's a five and a half point spread, but playing, I'm going to go with simply because they're playing at home and their offense is going to be able to outscore whatever Chicago defense. That's what I'm going with. So us three are taking uh, Detroit over Chicago. Foster is going with the 49ers over the Raiders. Glicky Poo is going with the Cardinals over uh, Atlanta. Um, and Connor is going with the Chargers over the Rams. And then Nate is going with the, the Giants over the Colts. I feel good about pretty much all of those. I think all of those make sense yeah. this week. There's not any crazy, like, what are yeah. we doing types of things. So, um, yeah. Give me I- – uh, I bet you Glick's AZ Atlanta one is uh, pretty interesting. I think yeah, I think Atlanta at home figures it out. Trace McSorley for AZ has not looked great. Colt McCoy they looks like Colt, he might yeah. be active, so that might that might be the teeter right there. But uh, I bet you it's still going to be pretty close. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, quick update on the Minnesota sports NFL season long pick them on the CBS Sports app. They've only got a couple weeks left. Um, let me just say that uh, I am not representing great. I think I'm in the top three or four, but uh, it, it's not going to come down to the wire. I'm pretty much eliminated. So I got 10 out of 16 correct every week this year, even with like bye weeks and whatever. I have had eight to 10 correct. Just Mr. Consistency, but not uh, not doing what you need to catch up. So winners of the week for me this week, a lot of them were pretty easy. There was only a couple of question marks I had, but I've got the Cowboys, Cardinals, Bucks, Lions, Commanders, Chiefs, Giants, Jags, Patriots, Eagles, Seahawks, 49ers, Chargers, Vikings, Ravens, and Bills. Oh, I did that in one breath. Sick. Um, no cool upset picks that I called last week, but this week um, I am going and <laughs> it's kind of just hedging the bets. But for some reason in this one, Green Bay is is the not the favorite, even though they are on normal betting apps. So mm, sure. I'm picking Green Bay over Minnesota at 47% just because I expect most people in this league to get uh, go Minnesota and I can try to steal a win if something goes horribly wrong. And then I'm picking that Glick matchup of the Cardinals over Atlanta, which in this one, the Cardinals are uh, 16% chance to win. So apparently everybody in the CBS app is picking Atlanta. So we'll see if I can uh, get lucky on those nice. couple, but we'll see. Uh, now we're going to go into, uh, with two weeks to go, the bomb squads and butt cheeks update. So I will let Tyler... Uh, run through it from there perfect yeah i don't know why you don't like this one jack i mean it's you're having I, so much fun yeah i love this it's, one 
I know. I was like, I don't know why you don't <laughs> love to talk about it. Uh, but no, uh, so I just continued to sit right there in the middle, idly by. I'm at 20 and 24, so I finally have a losing record, which is what I was going for <laughs> like 10 weeks ago. Uh, but Jack just has that stranglehold on that last place. So he's yes, up by sir. like four and a half games, essentially, with six games to go. So got 32 losses in that tie. And I think the next closest is Dave with like 28. Um, so he's pretty much got that locked up. Would be very hard for him to lose it at this point. Uh, leaders up top, um, Eason and uh, Al both have 29 wins. And uh, Walter's at 28. And Zim is at 27. So still a four-way truly yeah, run for, uh, for the top. Al moved up to that top spot. Walter's dropped down a spot with uh, – um, with the Philly loss and the Rams loss. Um, so tough week for Walters, but he's still in contention. So four-way race for first place. And uh, <laughs> I would, I guess we'll go two-way two race for the bottom, but Jack's pretty much got that one locked up. So, Jack, congrats on the winnings. Yeah, that's super exciting. I uh, I felt good getting, you know, I had the last pick. So the fact that both the Bears mm-hmm. and the Texans that's were true. sitting there in that draft, I was feeling pretty happy. So uh, I think if I if, if at least two of my – teams this week lose or if two of dave's teams win this week then it's just over no matter what else we do so um as far as the winner's race i think i'm gonna pick al as my pick because i just think the the stretch schedule of the last couple of weeks is gonna gonna favor him the most especially with that game lead so we'll see what happens but thank god i might win this one because i need some help to uh make up my my buy-ins for all my other leagues so (laughs) yeah exactly when as long as you win one or two it essentially pays for for the rest for the other six that you're in so exactly All right, moving into the general fantasy talk side of things. Uh, swimming upstream, as you guys all know, been following us season long. Week 16, I, I, I was too lazy to go back and listen, but I knew I had between Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. Let me just tell you, both options were bad. So thank God if you didn't listen <laughs> you, you to me. You had Zach, if it helps. That's that's even worse. That's the option I picked because he had the lower score. I was like, I'm not sure which one it is, but I'm going to give myself it because it was like three and eight were the points. So uh, oh, no. did not help me a lot. I'm, I'm at 230, which... I think I dropped a, a place or two. I'm at QB 14, but with Tua basically doing nothing in the second half, I'm still within a point of him and I'm six points out of a QB one spot still just because everybody's bunched up and or missing games at the end of the season. So didn't hurt me a ton, but it sure would have been nice to uh, pick anybody that had a pulse. So. <laughs> yeah, what can you do? Tyler yeah, did a little I, better though. I did. I did. I, uh, I, I continued to roll with uh, my boy who I can't roll with anymore. Uh, nope. but, uh, I, I continue to roll with Jared Goff, <laughs> put up a, a 25.7 burger. So he's efficient. I don't know how he continued to be under 50% owned. He finally passed the threshold this week. Um, he's literally QB 10. So Jack and I were talking about this off air insane that it took this long to get there, but I will take it. Um, uh, I continue to be at QB five. It's kind of the, the top four are, would be hard to crack. <laughs> yeah. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, but I'm really not that, that, like crazy far behind that i'm at 301 on the year so which is uh just above um justin fields and trevor lawrence who at 280 and 279 respectively to my 301 and then um joe burrow is sitting at fourth at 339 so pretty good chunk behind those and a pretty good chunk ahead of five and six so for streaming quarterbacks that were less than 50 percent owned all year i will 100 percent take qb5 yeah for context, had Tyler just said, nah, I don't really feel like drafting a quarterback this year. He could have just done the waivers all year and averaged 18.8 points a game. So (laughs) not too shabby. That'll work. Don't listen to me. Don't uh, don't do what I do. 
the word you're looking for is opportunity cost when you're going into your drafts. That's that's why we do this. We don't do this Correct. simply to say, hey guys, this is this is why I do this or this or listen to us or we know what we're talking about. We do, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's just kind of that understanding of going into it. It again, we know QB has been kind of crazy this year, but at the same time, if you don't get one of those top three, four guys, everybody in the middle, you you don't know what the QB landscape is gonna look like. You can play matchups. You can stream quarterbacks. And if you do it relatively efficiently, again, don't get me wrong. I'm having a great season with it. But you can very easily average QB 7, 8 and get yourself yeah. 15 points a game and not win it and not lose it and use whatever round pick you were going to in your draft for another position player. And that's what opportunity cost is. So can't beat it. And I, to add on to that, I would say, like, it's nice that the two of us are doing it this year because I feel like – Tyler's season has maybe been a little bit of the high end outlier where he's had some crazy blow up weeks. And like, we're not saying you're going to have a QB five season like he's currently having. And then on the other end, I've had like half a dozen now where they've scored five points or less and I'm still within a QB one. So like mine's probably on the lower end outlier. So you're taking our two scores for the seasons combined. You're probably getting into that like mid to low QB one range, which is like probably if we did this like 10 seasons in a row, that's probably where you'd end up. So it's just, just goes to show it's, you know, Josh Allen is great like don't get me wrong but like is it worth taking him over like the 14th best player off the board like you need that flex position depth so yeah yep agreed all right moving into week 17 um I have the first pick this week so I'm 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 going with a pretty clear option assuming he starts because I there always has to be a question mark but um (laughs) with with how the man Minshew mania looked this past week even against a strong Dallas offense um he came out there and did uh, very, very well. So I feel good about him as my pick this coming week. Uh, they're going against the Saints, who isn't really impressive of a defense this year. They don't really have a lot to play for. Um, he threw for like 350-plus yards, had a couple of touchdowns, I think, as he gets more comfortable. I feel really, really good about him. Now, there is an outside chance that Hurts plays. Uh, he didn't practice at all today, but they, they aren't ruling him out. And with Philly kind of needing a win, you could see him rushing him back. So if he does end up playing – Obviously, you're not starting Minshew. So my pivot to that for this week would be Brock Purdy, only because he feels safe and he's going up against the Raiders defense that gives up like top five most um, points to a quarterback. So feel pretty good there. Kind of basically just targeting great options and not worrying if the quarterback on paper doesn't, you know, sound like a sexy pick. Yeah, I, I love that. That's that's kind of exactly where I was going, especially <clears throat> what uh, what I would say or – Kind of, kind of what I will would do slash will do. Like if Minshew plays, great, he's yours. Like I would take Brock Purdy. There's no question about that. So I will. Uh, we'll, we'll both have contingencies for this week. So if Minshew plays, you can have Minshew, and I'll take Purdy. If he doesn't, you can obviously have Purdy since you would have first priority. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot back to Mike White. He's uh, cleared with his, from his rib injury. He's playing against Seattle again. Another terrible defense. I think they're mm, bottom. Eight, maybe bottom 10 in, uh, in QB points um, given up. Granted, they're on the road, um, might be a little bit limited, but I think you're still going to get an average week. I, he's he loved, They love to throw the ball. They don't have a, a fantastic running game. Um, Donovan Knight has been good, but he still is going to catch a lot of those passes out of the backfield. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike White comes back and flings it around a little bit and gets you 15 to 17 points. So um, I will take Purdy if Jack ends up with Minshew, and if not, then uh, I will take Mike White, and they all work out. 
from gaming perspectives. Minshew plays the one o'clock game. Purdy and Mike White play the mid game. So we promise we don't screw you too much if you actually listen to us. <laughs> Just goes to show too. We're literally talking about our top streaming options of the week that like they feel pretty good compared to a, the last few weeks where it's been gross options. And all three of yes. these guys weren't even the starters to start the season. So like, it's crazy to see, right. but you can get it yeah, done with streamers, especially down the stretch. Agreed. Uh, this is the segment where I would normally talk about fan interaction, but we aren't doing that this week. We kind of got our schedule thrown off a bit with, with doing a Wednesday night. So I didn't, uh, didn't go through my usual rounds of getting people's questions gathered and stuff. So if you have any questions or thoughts or predictions or want to tell us why we're silly for a certain pick, um, let us know. You can do it on the discords, comment on our YouTube videos, tweet at us, whatever you want to do. Um, we'll always toss it out for fun, but we're going to move into the ship it or skip it section. Um, just for time's sake, I've got uh, three different ones and I'm going to toss them out to Tyler as always. And he'll kind of tell you his, his two cents on the topic. So first one I wanted to lead off with, cause I'm repeating it from last week. We talked about, Justin Jefferson on borderline pace to break the NFL receiving record for context, Megatron Calvin Johnson's season was at 1964. JJ's at 1756 with two games to have an extra game this season. We're not going to nitpick on that, but um, after his 133 yard performance last week, he now needs 209 total yards, which breaks down to 104.5 per game to break it um, dropping his average needed by about 10 yards from the previous week. He's in Lambeau. You know, there's some, rivalry game issue going on there but then it's also going to be kind of crappy weather so i don't know if that plays into it but what are you feeling yeah i mean definitely plays into it but uh i'm still gonna say ship it like obviously it hasn't um it hasn't affected him to this point no matter where he's played and obviously like we said he's played indoors and things like that so i think this will be the true test week if he gets even close if he gets if he gets 90 yards i think he breaks it in chicago because Believe me, when I know everyone's like, oh, hey, these guys, these guys just want to win. When you get to the tail end of these, and I'm actually going to do a little mini segment on it next week for some bets, but these guys know where they're at. They know where records are. They know where their incentives are in their contracts. They know all of these things, I promise. So believe me, JJ knows this record, and Kirk knows this record as well and is going to continue to force feed him these targets. So I'm just going to put it simply there and just for a future thing, continue to look at his yardage props, continue to look at his receptions props for JJ because he's going to continue to go over them because, I, believe me, I bet they want this record. Yeah, 100%. I, I would expect that maybe he doesn't have, like, a, an explosive game like last week where I bet he, even if he ends up with, like, 80 yards this yeah. week, we'll put it at that, that puts it at, what, like, 129 that he would need the following week. I think that's still doable. It's like – 75 to 80 yards minimum and i think you're fine to the point where he's like we're gonna do we're gonna throw at will against the bears but uh yeah very very strong ship and i think it'll happen agreed and and the and and the ultimate kicker for all of this is we still have something to play for especially one exactly just to not green bay out that's just the (laughs) rivalry of it but we're also trying to keep ourselves in the two seed it's not like these individuals who are locked into like that five six seed where they really don't have anything to play but it's hard to sit individuals with two weeks yet to play, blah, blah, blah. We're still fighting and need to keep that two seed. We don't have a comfortable lead there. So we have to continue to win these games. And JJ obviously gives us one of the best opportunities to do that. Yep. Perfect. Well said. Uh, Number two, if the Cowboys face the Eagles in the playoffs, they will beat them. For context, I'm based in the South of the Cowboys just beating the Eagles in Philly this past week. No, I, I, I have to go with skip it simply for... The, the fact that Jalen Hurts is a different human. 
when when he's on the field. Um, having him in the game, no disrespect to Gardner Minshew, played amazing. There, there's no question about that. Kept him can, entirely in the game. That offense is still absolutely ridiculous. But Jalen Hurts is a different monster. When you have to put in a different packages just to respect his legs as well. Again, Minshew also decently fast, but he's not Jalen Hurts. So I, I have to say skip it just the way they've looked anytime he's been in the game and the way they've rallied around him. And especially now with him getting injured here, he's going to lose that on the MVP, which is kind of bullshit. He's had a much better yeah, season than Mahomes. They, people are going to, they're going to be pissed about that. I promise you that's going to come up at some point um, from the, from the Phillies as they make their playoff run. So I have to say, skip it. The Eagles are certainly one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl as they should be. Yeah, it's tough too because we've gotten obviously two matchups with these guys being division rivals this year, but both mm-hmm. times one team was missing a quarterback. So it's like you have no yeah, idea what what the actual matchup would be. I know the Cowboys barely beat them. The Eagles are still great, but like when the Eagles beat the Cowboys pretty convincingly early on in the season, a it was early, which like different teams at this point, and b like they didn't have Dax. Like they were struggling on their yeah. offensive identity basically yeah, with a quarterback thrown in that week. So like. It's really, really tough. We don't know how the two of them are going to fully match up on paper. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to like speak this into existence, but for a spicy reason, I'm going to say ship it because I think if anybody is going to beat the Eagles in the playoffs, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. I think sure. their defense is the one that's the most capable of not stopping, but slightly containing Jalen Hurts. I think their yeah. pass rush is better than most in the entire AFC or NFC, except for maybe the 49ers. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think I hope that these two teams end up playing each other just so they can beat each other up and knock one of them out. But uh, <laughs> true, that's that's I think where I'm going to go with. I think ultimately, even though I like the 49ers on paper, I just think in the sure. in the bright lights with the rookie, I think that the Eagles will find a way to beat them. So I'm hoping it's the Cowboys versus Eagles personally. I like it. I can see it. So I get it. Number three, uh, speaking of the 49ers, they are capable. We talked about them earlier when we had the whole second quarterback injury of the season for them. But uh, the 49ers are capable of not just making it to the NFC Championship, but winning the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Not Chip that it. they will, not their favorites, yeah. but they, they, they're they capable. Yeah, I like it. No question. Yeah, no question in my mind. I, and I talked about it as soon as Purdy started. Uh, there's no lack of confidence in him. He understands his job. He understands what he is required to do as the quarterback. He's not turning the ball over. He's protecting it there, and that's a big part of it. And it's just, hey, we're, we'll, we'll score our 21 to 27 points, and our defense will do the rest. So they're not asking him to do too much. He has the confidence to – continue to push this team all the way through the playoffs. He's not scared of anybody. Yeah. So I, I think, I think I have to go with ship it. They a hundred percent are capable of it with him at the helm. Yeah. I, uh, I won't make anybody wait for this one. I am also going to ship it. Um, yeah. I, I said this on, on air after his first start of the season, when he came in where I said bold prediction that Purdy would play well enough down the stretch to play himself into consideration for next year for the 49ers to discuss sure. him at quarterback. And I 100% think he's done that. I think this is a better team with him than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think sure. they've had injury issues with Trey Lance now and just development issues where it's, there's no guarantee that he turns into what they paid up for him. So like Purdy 
bare minimum deserves to compete coming into training camp next year. And if he's able to pull something together where like maybe they steal the two seed or they win a playoff game or two with him, like as a rookie that didn't even have the reps all year, like mm-hmm. he's he's doing not just good enough to win and not being a game manager, but he's like helping lead them to a win. Like he's got yeah. two or more touchdown passes and a hundred plus passer rating in all three of his starts so far. Like that's that you can't ask a quarterback to do that, let alone a backup. So yeah. That'll big work. fan. Big fan. I'm going to give you a Brock Purdy jersey because I think I talk about him every week. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, moving into the stupid part of our, our show tonight, uh, Tyler's going to talk about the Victoria's Secret playoff matchups, no, which nobody cares about anymore. No, I don't want to. Next. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, no, it was, a, it, was a, it was an ugly week. I feel like everybody – I feel like there's just a bunch of stars on a bunch of different teams that, that really didn't show up, so – Playoffs all over from what I've seen and looked at on Twitter were, were just ugly. Uh, but, hey, congrats to those who are still in it. That's that's all it takes, chip in a chair, right? It doesn't matter how you win <laughs> inch or a mile with 50 points or with 90. Uh, so it works on, on to the championship week. So this uh, this last week was Ben versus Jay and, uh, and and then Walters versus Ryan in the other matchup. And in the first one, and, and Ben versus Jay, they, uh, they, they snuck it out. Um, Jay God. with the late Austin Eckler touchdown puts him over the top of Ben 84.56 to 83.8 less than a point and uh, sneaks him into uh, to the playoffs so congrats Jay uh, onto the championship and then the other matchup my goodness 70.66 is the winning score to 64.2 uh, Walters took down Ryan again is, is pretty ugly but hey a win is a win so we've got uh, Walters versus Jay in the championship next week. Good luck, fellas. I don't want to bring this up again, Tyler, at my own detriment. But if you go back and listen to last week's episode, um, I picked Ben and Ryan as the winners. And I did that the first <laughs> round of the playoffs, too. So I'm 0 for 4 in our playoffs. So I'm oh, sorry man. for cursing everybody. Um, oh, man. Well, I don't know whether I should use my powers for good. <laughs> yeah. You got to pick I, somebody. I know. I need to. I just – I and I, the other bad part is that I jinxed it by saying – before the playoffs started, you know what? I'm out of it. I just hope whoever wins each week is at least getting like 90 plus deserving scores. And now all four matchups, nobody has had a hundred point score yet. Like I just, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 it frustrates me. and makes me so angry looking on paper with we're not going to get into their like team specific players or anything like that. But um, I think it's going to come down to whether Hertz plays or not this week for Walters. I think he, not that Walters thrust his team isn't good. But I think he carried him most of the way. So I think if Hertz is out, I'm going to give the edge to Jay. If Hertz finds a way to come back, I think he has the explosive game that can win Walters the championship. But I'm going to instinctively go Jay and uh, see if we get a a new champion or a uh, back to back or two time champion, I should say. So that's that. All right, now we're going to slide into some more waiver specific stuff. We're not going to worry about any key waiver additions from the last week in our league because that's silly when there's only uh, two teams left. So. No trades, as always, um, past the trade deadline. But we're going to start getting into that a little bit more in the offseason with some dynasty focuses. So for yeah. now, we're going to move into some key targets for the upcoming week um, for you to focus on waivers if your league has not already run or maybe if some of these guys are still sitting out on the waiver wire for you. So I tried to trim it down a bit this week because it didn't seem like there was any reason to really pick any stash options. So I'm really only going for guys that like you could slide into your lineup this week if you had to. So quarterback, uh, talking about two of them that we kind of already discussed on the Swimming Upstream segment, but Gardner Minshew and Brock Purdy um, kind of said how they both did really well this past week. 
Purdy now for several weeks in a row. Uh, Minshew going against the Saints, Brock Purdy going against Las Vegas. Obviously, I like Purdy's matchup a lot more, but I think I like Minshew's potential to be throwing the ball more versus San Fran running a, a run game. So I think we both would would go with Minshew as the priority option. But I think both of these guys can get it done for you if you're somehow in the championship round and yet struggling at quarterback. Running backs, the only one that I was really interested in this week was Chuba Hubbard. I've had him on this list a few times now. Mm-hmm. It shocks me that he's still at 26.3%. He's like splitting time evenly with Deonta Foreman, and he's kind of starting to take over a little bit. I mean, Foreman's looked great too, but Chuba Hubbard last week with 125 rushing yards on just 12 attempts. Um, he goes against Tampa Bay this week. So, I mean, obviously a, a solid run defense normally, but this duo just ran for like 300 plus yards last week. So, Worth a, a flex spot start if you absolutely have to. Two young rookie wide receivers that I'm excited by, Romeo Dubs, uh, 14.6% for the Packers. I think it's been very clear that he's been the one wide receiver when him and Watson have both been healthy on the field, even though Watson did really well these last few weeks without Dubs. Um, I expect, especially if Watson is is hampered this week at all or doesn't play, I think Dubs is in for like a really big week against a terrible Minnesota secondary, as we all know that gives up the second most points to wide receivers in fantasy. So look for him as a spot start, especially if Watson is out. And then Jahan Dotson, 30.2%. Uh, he's had six or more targets and 16 plus PPR points in the last three games, regardless of the quarterback carousel that's been going on. So he's got the big play upside. He feels like more of a home run swing, whereas dubs, I expect to get hyper targeted. So kind of two sides of the same coin there. And then lastly, tight ends. Uh, the only kind of interesting one I had this week was Tyler Conklin at 36.3% rostered, mainly for the matchup. He's going up against Seattle that gives up the most points to tight ends overall. So um, I think that combined with him being maybe a little bit more um, favored once Mike White starts back again, Mike White actually has potential to do things with this offense. So Tyler Conklin, if you need it, there are worse tight end options out there. So Tyler, any of that really stand out to you there out of those few? Um, I mean, I like the list, but like I said, hopefully at this point you you don't have to play a whole lot on your waiver wire. So there, there's nobody on the list that I'm certainly running out to get to say, hey, I'm about to plug this guy into my championship yeah. matchup. So they're good targets, again, if you had injuries or, or anything like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully you're, you're not having to start any of these guys. Um, but if I'm going to pick one, I mean, I, Dot, Dotson's, Dotson's looked really, really good the last yeah. few weeks. The toughest part about that, again, caveat, that has been with Heineke, and now Carson Wentz is, is back in the fold. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, again, hopefully you're not having to start any of these people. But people like Dotson <laughs> and, and Dubs and things like that, and even Hubbard, um, if you can go get him in Dynasty, that's the type of stuff that I'm keeping in mind now. Yeah, well said for sure. I have uh, not Hubbard, but Deonta Foreman and uh, Dotson both in Dynasty. So. Yeah. Shows kind of like those those young guys, especially that come on down the stretch. Like you're not if you can get them early on, like their value is going to go up a lot. It's going to be a lot harder to trade for them in the offseason. So this is the time right. before it gets to the um, NFL playoffs. So uh, notable injuries from this past week. We have a few uh, Jalen Hurts shoulder sprain still. He's questionable this week. Hasn't practiced yet, but chance they could push him to play. Tua with another concussion. Please, God, let him be out this week just for his well-being and career overall. Uh, Aaron Jones, ankle injury, questionable. So something to monitor there for any A.J. Dillon possible starts. Jamal Williams with a knee and ankle, he is questionable. It sounds like he's very 50-50 on whether they, he plays this week. So Swift might be in for a little bit more line of work here, but I expect the lines to just be pass heavy. 
Christian Watson, as I talked about with a hip injury, he is questionable. So really doesn't affect him much except for maybe just being more willing to start dubs, but you're not going to start or stop starters bench Rogers based on that. And then Lamar PCL, he's missed the last three weeks, but he is questionable. He might return this week, especially with a close uh, division race going on. So that's the big injuries. Now we're going to slide into the betting corner update where we bring you some weekly football lines and DFS advice. So Tyler's going to start it off with some lines of the week. Heck yeah. Well, hopefully uh, you're continuing to follow these. Um, had a good week last week. I, I really had two bets for you. Uh, first one being the, the Bengals minus three and a half. Uh, I told you to buy it down if you wanted to, the half a point down to three, just to save yourself a potential push. If you did that, great. You won. If you didn't do that, great. You still won. Um, so uh, minus three and a half. So uh, made it made one unit there. Uh, and then uh, the other one that we had is a seven point teaser. We had the bills. We teased down to uh, minus two and a half. Um, the uh, 49ers, the seven point teaser essentially down to pick them. And then either side you went on, I told you if you wanted to do the Seahawks up to 17 and a half or Casey down to like three and a half, essentially, you'll be fine. Either way, it landed 14. So you were perfect. No matter which, no matter which of those two legs you did, you were just fine. Um, so we hit that. So that's uh, that was another one and a half units. So two and a week plus two and a half units. Can't ask for anything better than that. Um, going into week 17, honestly, not a whole lot that I like out there right now. So I have just stuck to one bet and um, it's going to be a teaser for me, just like it was last week. Um, and just because a lot of those lines are just kind of right on the edge for me where I'm not going to bet them straight. So the teaser will be a, a good leg for me. So I've got a four team teaser in and uh, that pays just over two and a half to one. So 2.6 to one right now. So essentially the way I'm going to phrase this is if you want to do all four teams, great. That's going to pay you 2.6 to one. Otherwise, just mix and match any of these three and put a six-point teaser on them, and you'll get exactly like we had last week. You'll get one and a half to one. Um, so my uh, my six-point teaser is going to be the Seahawks at plus two. Uh, you'll tease that up to plus eight. Um, the Chargers down uh, six and a half down to essentially money line. Um, the Bengals against the Bills on the, on Monday night – or uh, sorry, Sunday night um, – up from one and a half to seven and a half, so you get past those two key numbers – and then um, the Eagles from uh, six and a half or six at some places down to pick them. So that gets you Seahawks past two key numbers, the Chargers down past um, uh, down to essentially pick them, uh, the Bengals past two key numbers, and then the Eagles past their two key numbers. So all in all, six-point teaser will get you the Seahawks plus eight, the Chargers money line, the Bengals up to seven and a half, and then the Eagles at pick them. I like it. Moving to the DFS side, um, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a mini second. Uh, we, we, our, our competition for week 16 was not active. Um, primarily, I, I'm assuming because FanDuel is silly and doesn't allow us to change the slate, even though the main slate was on Saturday, we, I assumed we'd be able to use Saturday and Sunday games. And because there were only three Sunday games, we, uh, we just didn't have a competition. So lost one week out of the final three when I'm trying to make my push to go from second to first, but uh, it's fine. It's not like I would have had a really good week or anything. The entire roster that I listed last week on last week's episode, I tried to do recaps of hits and uh, misses. Almost everything was a hit. I had Daniel Jones as my quarterback of the week, 20.8 points. James Cook I had as a cheap plug-in option. He got 17.8. McKinnon and I started again with the hot streak um, NBA jam rules heating up on fire. 
He got 15.8. Darius Slayton with a cheap wide receiver week, 11.9. DJ Moore, my other cheap wide receiver, 20.1. And I had TJ Hawkinson as my tight end of the week who got 35.9. So if you're doing the math, uh, I would have had a lineup of at least 140 plus last week, which would have been more than enough to uh, to jump up into like, first in all likelihood. So I'm, I'm not I'm not bitter about it. It's fine. Um, I will be if I if I don't take first in these last two weeks. But we'll see what happens. I need to have bare minimum 107 points or more to increase my total score. And I also got to catch another team who's um, only ahead of me by like six. So doable, but we'll see what happens for this week. Um, went back and forth on a few different options. So I'll talk about some of my favorites uh, quarterback of the week though. I don't know how you can't have Jared Goff in here. I think against the, the bears, especially if Jamal Williams, their favorite running back is out. I think Goff has just been nuclear at home this year and with the Bears giving up uh, the 25th, being the 25th worst team against quarterbacks, I think uh, Goff is in line for a big, big day. As always, I try to do a stack. So I'm doing DJ Shark, who's all the way down at 6,000, super cheap. And other than like last week, he's just been going off lately, or two weeks ago, excuse me. So last week he had 108 yards. Uh, three weeks ago, he had six catches for 94 and a touchdown. The week before that, 98 yards. Like he's just getting all the work. And uh, Jameson Williams is a little bit banged up and hampered. So I think shark is a very very cheap jv version of amon ross and brown and goff's gonna just sling it so beyond that i'm surprising myself because as of now i have deandre swift in there too and i usually don't like to do a quarterback running back receiver stack but swift being a receiving back and had a down week last week with a couple weeks before that was really coming on hot he's only at 7100 which feels really cheap against a bears defense that can get beaten everywhere and if jamal williams is out i think this impacts it a lot my only other pivot, who is only for 100 bucks more, is A.J. Dillon if uh, Aaron Jones does end up missing, but I don't expect him to. So we'll see if I pivot around a little bit on there. I also grabbed Najee Harris for 6500 mainly because he's just that cheap, and he'd been getting a ton of work up until last week, um, just opportunities-wise. Like He's got 16, 24, 12, 17 over the past several weeks, so it's just he's kind of coming on and figuring out in the second half of the season. Um my other wide receivers, I've got uh, Romeo Dubs I just talked about, especially with news that Christian Watson is out. So I'm kind of banking some of these picks on uh, some key injury guys. But I think Dubs all the way down at 5,900, super cheap, um, could be a really, really exciting option against the Vikings defense that, you know, gives up passes and receptions to everybody. I don't, also don't know how you can't have Chris Godwin in there at this point. I mean, he's just a PPR monster. Even when he doesn't get any like high yardage, what do you have? 10 targets last week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went for 63 yards, but like they're just peppering him the ball. So, I mean, give me that solid baseline only 7,600 despite, you know, being like a wide receiver one the past five weeks. So um, I'll take that against a Carolina defense. That is nothing exciting or scary. Tight end, I am, uh, I think, finally buying in and accepting that Evan Ingram is somehow doing well. So I am taking him this week at 5,800 versus Houston because they're just bad. Um, Evan Ingram has had 15, 10, 33, and 11 over the past four weeks. So, I mean, solid baseline there. I expect the Jaguars to have to play strong for this one because they need a win. Uh, rounding it out here with my flex, I've saved a decent amount of money. So as of now, I have the most expensive player on the board, Christian McCaffrey, in because they're playing the Raiders, who have a terrible defense. And uh, like like Tyler talked about a little bit earlier with the Vikings and the Eagles, uh, the 49ers have something to play for, too, because they can still steal the number two seed. So I don't even think they're eliminated from the number one, technically. So I, I expect there to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey here against a very bad defense. And I'm rounding it out with a cheap 10th most expensive defense on the week with the Dolphins because they are playing uh, 
the Patriots, and I expect it to be a low-scoring game with Teddy two gloves. So that's my squad. We'll see if we can pull it out for the end of the season. That was a long, long explanation on a very large team. So we'll see how we do. Awesome, I love it. All right, our final segment of the night: the Four Horsemen Weekly Draft. Uh, Last week we talked about our fast food dream team, where we went uh, category by category. Tyler and I had very divided, different um, teams, so to speak, and uh, the draft was relatively close. Tyler pulled it out 15 to 10. Um, was Still feel very good about my team. I actually had like half of my team's pick today, but uh, you know what? Some people are loving the Chick-fil-A, so Tyler got this one pretty pretty handily. Um, brings his total up to six on the season. I am at eight, so definitely still kind of anyone's ball game. I expect Tyler to win this week because there's just some picks I don't think I'm going to be able to compete with, but uh, yeah, we might end up pretty much dead even through the end of the season, so it's been a fun little experiment going on. Uh, as far as this week, we talked about it in our last episode, but this week is going to be kind of a different one because I really don't know how we're going to, you know, define yeah. <laughs> best team, so to speak. But long story short, it's we're going to be drafting the a list of the most egregious movies that you've never seen. So Tyler will pick ones he hasn't seen. I'll pick ones I haven't seen. If the other one has, it doesn't matter. I don't expect us to really have a lot of crossover, but it's basically just like... Movies you know are good, movies that everybody talks about or says you should see, and you're just like, it's not even that I think it's bad. I just don't know why I never sat down and watched it. So um, the only question I had, Tyler, just because we always like to get the, the clarifications out of the way because I know people like uh, Joe and others will just rip apart. Yeah. Like, well, does this one count or does this not count? I'm asking you because I don't have an opinion either way. If you've okay. seen like part of the movie, but you've never just seen the whole thing straight through, is there a cutoff? Like, is it a, you know, if you've seen any know. of it, it's not on the list. Uh, or if it's... Yeah. I mean, I just feel in, in like this day and age, like there's so many like clips and things like that out there. Correct. I figured I've just like, if I've never sat down and watched the movie or intended to watch yeah. the movie that I just don't count it as a scene right. for me. Fair enough. There's one on my list that based on that. So okay, that's good that's to fine. know um, for everybody out there, just so there's like clarity, we're going to be picking like a specific movie. So, I mean, like you can yeah. say, you know, I haven't seen this entire series in fact, but we're like going to draft a movie because otherwise we can just both go back and forth on series and we'll be here all day. So um, Tyler, you have the first pick, not that this is going to matter because again, oh. if, if you have if any of the ones on your list, I also haven't seen, I'll be surprised. We'll put it that way. Okay. Yeah, this uh, th- this first one is is gonna be it's gonna be brutal. You're gonna make me angry. I'm gonna make you so angry, Jack. I uh, I I, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be so bad. I've never seen Up. <laughs> I have not. I've, I've never. I've never. So... I've, I've never seen Up. I've never seen it. I was so Not for prepared. any particular reason other than I know and heard it's sad. And so I haven't. That's it. That's literally the name. That's it. That's the only reason. Every Disney movie is sad. Everyone has like parents <laughs> and like best friends that die in the first five minutes. And just, I know. Holy, I thought I was prepared because we talked about some last week. I yeah. could never have been less prepared for that. Answer. I know. I uh, know, oh. I, I promise you, I'm not lying. You can, you can ask Katie. I don't think Katie's seen it either. So. I was just going to ask. Well, that shocks no. me too. I, I think truly because of that reason. We're like, I, I just like we just heard it so sad, and then so we 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 haven't. So no, I, I I've never seen that. <sighs> wow, 
I happy New Year's. I'm gonna buy you guys a copy of it so you can watch it because okay. it's it's also one of the best Disney well, have, Pixar yeah. movies ever. Yeah, so, again, so I've heard. Oh, I'm just, I, I yeah, I I know I need to, and all these again, this this list oh, is gonna be so bad. I think we both need to like without knowing what the Pixar, I think <laughs> Pixar get it. Um, I didn't mean to do nice. that. Without that knowing phenomenal. what each of our four team members are gonna be i think we both mm-hmm. need to just commit like sometime in the next two weeks to watch oh, one man. off of our list just yeah. one because <laughs> i think that's fair i'm gonna make you very angry too because i consider myself a God. movie buff and i think there's a lot that like i think there's a lot that i've seen that other people haven't or like going like we both went sure. through the, the imdb top 100 whatever and i'm like i've seen a lot of these i'm very impressed but the yeah. ones i haven't seen i feel like are people who know me and like, agree know just- i'm quote obsessed and stuff are going to be like really that's like of all movies you just never so this one i think is the most egregious and it's literally been saved in my goddamn like netflix and streaming stuff forever on my list and i just never have sat down because either either christine wanted to watch something else or either or it's not something you just sit and watch while you're doing something else but i have never seen goodwill hunting are you shitting me seriously i know Wow, I came across it is... on like the list of best movies, and I was like, "Holy shit! Holy I still haven't sh- seen that." Good lord, that's and I've seen so oh. many clips like you talked about, and like I know yeah. I will love it because Matt Damon's in my Mount oh, Rushmore of favorite actors, and Robin Williams is Robin Williams, and Ben Affleck is and great. Ben and Affleck, Dylan Dylan I'm like, Dude, yeah, oh my god, and I it is so good. I kid you not that it's been saved that's for probably four movie. years on my list of movies to watch, like in my streaming subscription, and I've just never clicked it. So. I got nothing. That is a yeah. That's a tough one. That's yeah. That one's so good. Just as as soon as you, you as soon as you watch it and you'll see it. Just everybody who's listening and will know this is the bar scene. Period. That's all you need to know. The bar. The, scene. the bar scene when the, trying to get the girl's number. Oh my god, it's okay. phenomenal. Yeah, and, and the crazy part is like I've seen it. I think I've seen it parodied more than I've actually like seen. Like where even yeah. Family Guy does the it's not your fault and i'm like i know the entire scene word for word but i've yeah. never seen it so it just yeah that that's actually it's 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 so ridiculously good it's 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 funny it's it's serious it's way in depth like that um it's really good and that's what's crazy is i know i will love it and i still just yeah. haven't made the time i'll instead i'll rewatch one tree hill for the millionth time and i'm just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, the <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part yeah that's the worst part this is this is, my next one's uh pretty bad as well They're, these are all really 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 bad do you um, do you, do I you want to alternate because I, I don't know that we're going to have the same anyway yeah we can i mean we can alternate then we're not just doing yeah ripping, ripping off four four in a row yeah um, go ahead it, it doesn't really matter if we somehow have it then great you can have <laughs> i it, have but, five on my um, list so as long as you only take one, one of my two, five three, four five six i've got like eight. Oh, you're safe no matter what yeah so i'm, I'm good um i don't remember if we talked about this maybe we did or maybe we didn't but uh there, there's just a, a septup billion number of Will Ferrell movies, but I've never actually seen Anchorman. I've never. <laughs> I that shocked again, me with how much you and I quote stuff. I, I know, just... and and as you've seen, I've never quoted Anchorman because I can't. I've I've on, I've honestly never actually seen the movie. And again, not for any particular reason, but it turns out like, well, Katie first and foremost doesn't like Will Ferrell really at all near any. Yeah, movie. neither does Christine. Um, <laughs> So, I'm, and I don't have time to myself to just turn around and just like, hey, I'm just going to sit down and like watch these random movies. So, um, oh, man. but at the same time, I, I don't know. So I've heard it's phenomenal. I really have. 
But uh, again, I think the only scene I've seen of it is, and I've not even seen the whole thing, is, I don't know, some big fight, essentially. I don't know where they all, everybody has a bunch of weapons or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I didn't really understand it, obviously. But oh, I think that's the only I, scene I've seen, and I haven't seen anything. And other than that, I've just seen clips and heard quotes. But I've never actually seen the movie, so I don't know anything about it, really. My internal body is, like, screaming out to quote that scene at you, and I can't. Can we, can you just... I know, I, I, it's crazy. I know. If, it's kind of ridiculous. If um, you ever get the urge to watch it before I see you next, can you just, like, text me and I'll FaceTime in? Because I, I just want to experience your reactions to it. Because I know you'll okay. love it, and it might be... I'm it, sure. It, it is probably top two of like most quotable comedy movies to me. Yeah. So like, I also know you'll love it because of that. Cause there's a lot of just one liners that come nice. right back and I use them in like daily conversations. So um, yeah. Wow. So it's, this isn't my pick, but a quick side note, I've never seen yeah. old school speaking of Will Ferrell. Okay. So yeah. good movie. Not, yeah. Not a great movie. Some people swear by it, but that's why it's, yeah, uh, it's such a it's big right. hype movie. So yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, my number two. This is this was the one that I was asking where I'm like, because I've I've seen the first twenty minutes of this probably a dozen times, and it's not ever been a situation where I've shut it off because it's been bad. It's just been one of those where it's like on TV, and then something sure. else gets switched onto, or like we're doing something, and it. Again, I know I will like this because it's right in my wheelhouse, but I've never sat down and watched it, and for it being like a cult phenomenon and like led to a series of movies, um, I have never sat down and watched The Matrix. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a pretty good one. It's a, yeah. the first couple are are good, but it just and that's what I so many. Yeah. Um, but the first one is just absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's one of those like it, icons that you just it's a given that yes. people have seen, and I'm just like I don't know. Like I know again, I know I will like it, but I just yeah, you will. I, and I know so much about it. Like I know the entire concept, and I remember the beginning scene with like the pick the red and blue pill, and I know a little bit about. Lawrence Fishburne's character and I know the I know the Mr. Anderson and I know the dodging the bullets but like it's just peace it's like I'm looking at the storyboard of the movie and I know nothing of the filler like I just yeah couldn't tell you so fair enough yeah Katie Katie's also never seen the Matrix so um I keep I continue to try to get her to watch that one but she's like she's not into like all that sci-fi stuff or what yeah and see that's a valid that doesn't really help yeah all right um so really, those first two were the most super most egregious. Um, the only strong. other one I talked about is well, the only one, yeah, the only other one uh, that I know we talked about previously. And and again, I'll just pick one, and this is just simple Google because again, I've never seen any of them because I apparently have to pick one of the movies. But I've seen zero percent of Lord of the Rings anything. Yeah, it's so I've never read the, I've never read the books, never seen the movie, never seen any of them. So I don't know which one to pick <laughs> as far as the most egregious. So according to my quick Google search, the most egregious is is the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. Yeah, it's the final of the trilogy. It's the best one. Okay. So I mean, that's fair. Okay, so I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> that'll probably get that'll probably do better for you too, because then people will be like, "Oh my God, you watched the first two, but you never finished the trilogy." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I, I'm, if it helps, you know, if it helps people who actually listen to this, I've never seen any of them, so I don't know anything about it. That's so crazy to me. I just uh, they they won the best movie ever like all three of them it was just like oh best they movie look, this year oh like, best again they're like 92 97 94 meta scores yeah. on like all these that i'm like oh man i'm i live with my head in the sand <laughs> it's one of the few where it's like the sequels continue to be as good it wasn't like oh my god that first movie was so good and, it, and the rest just kind of like hold on to the coattails it's like it's sure like, a third is just 
the music is amazing the the world building is great i feel like i talk about this with other people but like the movies were ahead of their time were like it's still it is they're like 20 years old almost and like they yeah. still look so good even by like today's standards it's just oh it's and just that's crazy. crazy yeah it sounds like 2003 or something crazy yeah which ra- also rattled me yeah all the actors are good like the entire story the world building is great i feel like it's what game of thrones it's for those of you great. that watch that wanted to be and it's just yeah well they you need to you need to do something yep. about that one that one hurts yeah you'll probably win the also, entire thing also never there. seen game of thrones uh-huh. <laughs> just giving you the segue for that one <sighs> honestly of the two though like i i mean a lord of the rings yeah. is a smaller time commitment but b i would i would say most people would tell you to watch lord of the rings over yeah. Game of Thrones, even even katie has seen lord of the rings <laughs> oh my happened. god that's bad that's bad by me okay moving on well i don't know how to come back from that pick but um i'm gonna just keep taking the ones that like are i guess icons like known as movies from sure i think these i think the theme is like this came around the matrix at the same time where they just came out in my like early childhood and i think i just like missed Mm -hmm. the gap but um another one that i think nobody in the world hasn't figured out what happens at the end of this movie even if you haven't seen it like myself but i've never never sat down and watched the sixth sense okay um yeah just that's a that's not bad i i honestly i don't know that i have either um yeah i feel like it's one that i bet you a lot of people haven't seen yeah it's it's very it i don't know that i've seen the whole thing i've seen enough of it and enough of the big scenes to like feel like i've seen the movie exactly i've certainly never just sat down and watched the movie but i I really i don't like horror movies i don't like scary movies i really really don't like none at all and i didn't know if that would count as a horror movie i thought it was like a kind of drama that just happened to have like dead people you know like i thought it was like ghosts but it was like I, but I just I'm don't con- do scary things, period. That's I really fair. don't. I hate Halloween. <laughs> like, I, I do. <laughs> so, like, there's no question about that. So, I've never, it, pretty much, yeah, you go through any of the horror movies, I've, I've never seen them. I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I've never seen any of those. Oh, I used to watch those at the cabin with my dad growing no. up when I was like no. eight. No, no, no chance. A, I hate it. Middle of a cabin in the woods when there's like no, no people around for a mile and we would watch that Hell stuff. Hell no. <laughs> I, would, um, I wouldn't sleep. I, I know how yeah. I, I wouldn't sleep. That's totally fair. Yeah, no, I, I'm convinced. Long story short, that the sixth sense is one big Mandela effect. For those of you that know what that is, where I'm like, yeah. I'm convinced that everybody in the world has nobody has seen the sixth sense. We just all know <laughs> right. what it's about. That's it. I love it. So yeah, that's that's, it. that's phenomenal. I really, I really don't know where to go with this last one. <laughs> I have a couple. Can't new wait movies. to hear what else is on your list. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the rest of them. Um. I've got a couple newer movies. I've got a couple older movies, but just from again lists that I've looked on and, and top movies, and so I, I might hit the, I might hit a, a larger majority of of the crowd with this. Um, but I've I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Oh man! Again, oh. I, I know, I know phenomenal actors. <laughs> I know, I know uh, John Travolta and all them is just obviously amazing. But I've but not for any particular reason, honestly. I'm just, I'm never, if I'm thinking of movies, I'm not like, hey, I want to watch Pulp Fiction. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I mean, I love Tarantino. So obviously every movie he does is amazing. Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson is obviously amazing. But I, I just, I've never thought of it. Don't think of it. A little bit older movie. But uh, yeah, sorry. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. 
that out of the four, I think surprises me the least because I bet you there's a good chunk of people that haven't seen it either. Yeah, um, agreed. Agreed. And a big part of it, I think, is this is a movie that you have to like commit to. This is what you're doing tonight. Like you have to watch the whole yeah. thing because there's it's not like a big like twists and like surprises, but there's a lot going on, and it's one of those where there's that. like it's it's one of those thread movies where there's like eight different storylines okay. and they slowly start to connect and it's not like a it's not like they connect and there's a big aha like i figured out the clue it's more of just like like it's a it's a movie that's really really fun to watch back a second time because you know the connections and you're like oh I got this you. this guy that like that got, got into this car later you know that's why he was at this stoplight at this like it's just stuff like that so it's it's not a mystery nice. but it's it's very cool how that tarantino threads it all together so surprises me the least but probably the best one i would say i mean like lord of the rings is known higher but like pulp fiction is just done so well yeah so agree oh love it um i'm i'm torn between two where i'm like one i think is kind of in the pulp fiction like realm where like you won't be that surprised that i haven't seen it even though it's good okay but this other one, I think, is just going to rip your heart out. So I'm going to no. go with that because definitely go with that one. <laughs> it was a, it's a, it's a feel good movie. It's a family friendly movie, and it's a sports oh, no. movie. But I think it just oh, no. kind of missed my like childhood. I think it was bigger like oh, right no. around when I was young, and maybe like more right when you were young. But uh, <sighs> I, granted, I don't love the sport, don't so it's not like it's my favorite sports okay. movie to watch. It's not a football. It's not a basketball. It's not a baseball. Uh, I've never seen the Mighty Ducks. And Tyler's gone. Thank you all for joining. Fuck off. Are you shitting me? <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> I started Googling Disney movies and stuff like you with Up. And I was like, what haven't I seen? And then that came up and I'm like, oh my God, Like, let me look at other sports movies. And that was the only glaring miss where I'm like, that I just fucking... don't. Jack, it's... you live in Minnesota, you giant fuck. <laughs> are you kidding me i've seen miracle i mean that's got minnesota connections so oh man it's one of those where like i don't think you would ever like go back and like pick to watch it now as an adult for the first time but for whatever reason i just missed it or like it wasn't on in the house ever where i watched it growing up so like i didn't have that connection to go back and watch it now i watch these once a year are you shitting me (laughs) i watch all of them they're, I knew that oh one would God, make you the so most good. angry. Yeah, that is ridiculous. That's yeah, that that hurts. Okay, yeah. I'm. I'd say I'm over it, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um. The only Damn, other one that like... I had glaring okay, on my list. I'm only. I'm only moving on so that Tyler doesn't murder me. Um. The only <laughs> other one that I could find that was like glaring on my list was I've also yeah. never seen the Big Lebowski. Okay. Now I've never seen that. Okay. See, and that's one where I was like, I bet you a lot of people haven't. So that's why I went yeah. for the the jugular with Mighty Ducks, but. What else did you still um, I, have? Um, just just a couple others. Um, one that I just saw as I was scrolling through the list that I've heard is really good again. I've never seen Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. That's super good. Yeah, I heard that was good. Um, I've actually never seen Die Hard. I haven't either. That would have been a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, our first I thought one about it, we but had. we just did it with Christmas, and then I was like, well, yeah, that's like, true. whatever. I was like, it's not a Christmas movie, and we went to a soapbox, and neither of us have ever even seen the fucking movie. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. That's amazing. Yeah, Um, no, never done it. uh, I have never seen Terminator. Oh, wow. That surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not for any particular reason. Just never thought of it as a movie. And then uh, the only other one I had was a new one, and I'm sure there's a ridiculous amount of movies, because I'm not a big movie guy. Um, 
but I've never seen I haven't seen the the new spider the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and I've heard that's really good. Oh, the animated? Um uh, I I, I don't think so. I, that's the that's the animated one. That's it's like yeah, I believe so. there's a huge voice cast, but yeah, my uh my buddy John I mean, no, really actually got me to watch that one and I was like it'll probably be entertaining, but like I got through the end of it and was like this was so well done and the soundtrack's really good and like there's a bunch of different yeah. actors you know where I'm like I think I just gave an animated movie a 10 out of 10. So yeah, yeah I can confirm sure. it's super good. Yeah, I heard I heard that was really good and I and I saw it like when it was coming out and like Easton saw it too and I was like I don't know that I can take him to this kind of movie because <laughs> it's a little bit old for him. Um and so I've just never gotten around to I actually watch it. Be it okay. I, I don't remember it being like super violent and I don't remember it being like bad adult humor. I think it was pretty sure. much like PG level. So like I guess he's younger, so like borderline for him, but like I think you'd be okay for what it's worth. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's that was a that was my main yeah. list. I think you made the right call with the ones because the ones you listed are, are good, but also I think the ones you went with are better. <laughs> yeah, um cool. Of of my four, really quick, just to recap both of ours, my four being Good yeah. Will Hunting, The Matrix, Sixth Sense, and Mighty Ducks. If you had to pick out of those four, one for me to watch in the next week or it's, two? It's Good Will Hunting, and it's not close. I figured. Okay, I figured. It I is. just had to ask. 100% not close. And okay. my assumption for me is certainly either Up or Anchorman, but my guess yeah, would probably so be tough. Up. You went so different. You went kids I did. Movie, I went very different. Comedy, fucking Tarantino, and Lord of the Rings. Like, I... <laughs> I don't even know which one I would pick. Uh, yeah. I think I think if I was making you pick one that I believe you would actually watch in the next week or two versus just what I want you to do, yeah. it's probably Anchorman because I can see you sitting down and doing it. Yeah. Don't watch if if Kitty doesn't like Will Ferrell, watch Anchorman while she's gone. Problem solved. I know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have tomorrow. I have tomorrow to watch it. She's uh, she goes okay. back Friday. That's the plan. So, yeah, and Easton's going to daycare tomorrow, so maybe over Savannah's an app. Yeah, do start Anchorman because I think that's one you'll actually enjoy, and it's one you can pause. Whereas like Lord of the Rings and Pulp Fiction, you're yeah, not going to want to pause a few weeks up. But uh, yeah, that's fair. Otherwise, Lord of the Rings is probably like the biggest one. All four hours right. you need to see before your like <laughs> next birthday. But uh, yeah, okay, that sounds that sounds great. Um, all right, so that's ours. We'll uh, we'll let everybody else. I'm excited to see like other people's picks this time. So please comment those because yeah. I want to see what you're missing and what I can yell at you about. Um, I'll post all of our stuff so you can go vote it on Facebook or Discord or group me, whatever. Next week's topics, if you want to submit anything, um, I, yeah, I'll have the first pick next week. And then Tyler of two and three, we'll go back to our normal format, but we're going to be doing a best villains draft. So basically like the bad guy from whatever show or movie, or if you want to do a book, I don't know. Um, yeah. Bad, bad guys you can think of um, team of four, like best evil bad guys. So that should be interesting comic books you know whatever whatever you want to go with i like it um i think that's it we kind of went long on the draft but it, it, it was fun and it's it's given me some new material for work tomorrow <clears throat> when i'm not working um i like it so wrapping things up here uh this is where i talk about the artist formerly known as our guillotine update and everything mm. is stupid and i hate it my back-to-back <clears throat> -back weeks or back-to-back -back years taking exactly third place in an 18 team tournament and back-to-back -back years of feeling like I had the best team in the top three and then losing it because of stupid injuries. So if uh, yeah. Hertz could have played instead of Tua, I only needed like eight more points to survive. I lost with a team with CMC and Saquon on a week where Diggs, Hopkins, and Devontae Adams all decided to just be less than human. So I'm, I'm not happy. Um, that was brutal. 
are there any leagues that you're in the championship in or have a chance to win money in? Like, what are you pulling for this final uh, week of fantasy? I think I'm in, I'm in, I think I'm in one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just one with the, some of the softball, some of the softball guys that I, that I met down here. I'm in the, um, in the championship this next week. Okay. It's a, actually, I think I told you about it. It's the, the Superflex league. Um, yes. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I've got I think six leagues, and I've got literally every single one is different. So it's been kind of been kind of mm-hmm. nice. So I'm in uh, I'm in the ship in that one. So uh, guaranteed at least a little bit of money. Certainly not enough to cover everything else that uh, that that I entered. Um, and then uh, one third place game. But uh, that's it. Other than that, I friggin' tanked my ass off on a couple of my <laughs> dynasty leagues, and yeah. then first round exits in uh, my other two playoffs. Yep. Um, kind of across the board. I'm in way too many leagues, but uh, both dynasties basically ended up tanking. Um, I won some money in Guillotine for third, so that's something. I think I'm in the third place game of our best ball league. I am playing for my money back in this like super flex and like crazy a bunch of different rules league. Um, mm. What else? Oh, I'm so I'm top two right now in the, the DFS challenge. So I think top three get money there. So I got a, got a chance to win something. I think I'm in one normal league championship um just with some like old target co-workers and stuff so we'll see what happens and then i think the rest is pretty much you know doesn't matter games so whole lot of different works different stuff going on unfortunately only one true championship but there's a that's why you play in some of the fun leagues the dfs's and the guillotines and best balls of the world so agreed (laughs) well i think uh i think that's everything i'm sure we covered all of it but uh any uh Mm -hmm. any stuff you can think of or anything you want to send us off to the championship week with no i don't think so i'm uh, i'm kind of excited about this draft just because it's, it's yeah uh, it's always fun to see what people haven't seen because it's fun to make fun of other people and so start with us and then uh let, let us jump on so you know i'd see us on facebook discord youtube whatever just to drop some of the fun ones in there and it, it's it's always fun to interact i know we had handfuls of votes this this last time so again this one isn't really a voting one, so just fun to put your hand up and say, um, everybody else in the world has, has seen this except for me, so we'll have a little bit of fun with it. So look yeah. forward to seeing that one. We'll be excited to read off some of the best other options next week, but um, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm fairly confident Tyler will win this one If like as far as how we figure out the voting because I think some of yours yeah. are just so well-known. They're, they're kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah, I felt was... bad. As soon, yeah, as soon as I did up, I was like, oh, man. I was not prepared ever in the world. All right. Well, everybody, thank you guys. As always, like Tyler said, go and comment on it once we get it posted. Um, Let us know if you have any thoughts for next week or if you have any predictions for your championship round. Let us know if you're winning or losing in in all of your leagues and appreciate everybody listening. We will be back next week and hopefully with some little mini videos over the weekend to keep you guys entertained. Good stuff. Peace out, Pod Squad. Good night.